this isn't true. Tell me you are not making this whole kinky schmozzle official. Hey, Grant, stay out of it. People share pizzas. People share lifts to the pub. People don't share girlfriends. And if you are so desperate for an exciting trio, try a three-bean salad. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello. This it's a panoramic. This is <laughs> this is neighbors. <laughs> we are two women on the cusp of forty. <laughs> Walking along a football oval, talking about neighbours into microphones. <laughs> a show that people don't even know is still on. No, no. If if we pulled over any one of these cars and told them, we don't have to explain what 10 Peach is to these people. This one coming up's got a muffler like, you know, Toadie's just about to drive it off a cliff. Gosh, we are in Erinsborough, actually. This is, uh, well, this is CJ's neighbourhood. We Okay, typically we are a podcast that recaps Neighbours, the Aussie soap opera, every week, even during a global health crisis. And we are usually in Melbourne's PartNet studios, but look, Melbourne, to use um, Kate's favourite Greek soccer coach meme, Melbourne is... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. We're back in lockdown, whatever. It's like how often Neighbours crazy shames a lady. It's got to happen at least once a week. Also, we've got a new variant, and when there's a new lady... In town, she will inevitably be wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Delta Goodrum variant. I'm Vaya, by the way. I have trouble suspending disbelief, despite these bizarre circumstances we find ourselves in. Catherine Jones, better known as CJ the Hot Mess Mom, is here with me. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We are allowed to exercise, which we are doing. We are walking. We are allowed to drink beverages, which we are doing. And podcast? No, yeah, that's not, is that on the list? Well, it's working. We are working. Yeah, we're working. We're doing all the things we're allowed to do all at the same time. Yes, and I have an extra long mic cable so that we can stay at a distance. It's And <laughs> I'm wheeling my pram and it's got the podcast equipment in it. You know what you are? You're like a neighbour's person just like pushing around the doll, baby. Yeah. So I guess cut to the chase. I'm sorry if there's a pant on this track. Are we are ec- panting. <laughs> Because we are exercising in order to podcast. Yes. And also I kind of feel like I need to psychologically do a bit of that. Um, Because really when we went back into lockdown, um, I just started cleaning and didn't stop. And I'm not a cleaner. Like I am not. But wow, I cleaned stuff I didn't even know I had in my house this weekend. Anyway, so now I'm exercising. And the gyms are closed. Yeah, moving on to the next batshit thing. So I'm really actually, it's very convenient that we're walking because I do need to rage walk because the suite of episodes I just consumed have made me absolutely furious. Like I want to scream down this oval. Well, this is, would you reckon this is the oval where the, um, the dingoes trained? Let's pretend we're there. Yeah. Well, there's a big clubs room. So I reckon. Yeah. Remember when they all went to the gym there? I was in that gym as Were an extra. You? As an extra. I used to go to, I went to yoga class a couple of times. Did Brad didn't host that, did he? Uh, no. I think Christos Pappas was working there for a bit. Oh, maybe not. And did you like go to yoga class yeah. or did you um, like just walk around with your mat? No, I was in yoga class. This is the famous scene with, I think it was like Susan and Lynn and um, Janelle all mm. doing yoga and they were arguing. Oh. And I was like, in the background, I had my hair all wavy and curly and they, they told me to leave it out and loose, even though I would never do that with yoga. And I had like a necklace on. I looked a bit hippy dippy, like we are walking through the goalposts. And there's, there's a puddle, so we're going to go up this way. Oh, thank you. Hang on. Where is the puddle? Um, in the goal square. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of dark over there. So Why do they call it a goal square? Oh, there's a square. You'll see it in a sec. Oh. My team just won. Toadie's team. They played by themselves at Marvel Stadium. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Yeah. Also, speaking of your extra days, I will have to post this on the council, but I rewatched Secret Life of Us and happened upon Avea Pashos. In um, oh. an extra scene what with another I, one of our friends. What was I doing? You were in the crowd at a Rove filming. Oh, Rove McManus, one of our late night TV presenters. Yes. So just like everyone else in Neighbours, you were in that show. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Okay. I'll post um, a photo now that I'm through it. 
So I want to start off. I would like, I'm in the zone now. I would like to start off, ask about face, just like our lives at the moment. I want to start with citizen or citizen of the week. I need, really? I, want to, I just want to purge, I want to purge some stuff out of my system. I'm oh. tipping to want to do this now, you need to do a citizen. Well, I was actually just going to ask you first what you wanted to do in case we covered the same ground, you know? Like, were you going to go citizen or citizen? I don't know. I guess okay. I don't really decide what we're recording. Well, well, maybe I'll just go on my diatribe. I just haven't decided which way I'm going to. Okay, I've decided. You you, you go and then I'm, I might. I need to award joint citizen and oh. I don't even know how many people, I don't know how many gongs I have to give. Like, I don't even know if I can add this many sound effects later. But I'll have decided this by the time this is edited. You'll hear it in a second, what I decide. But citizens, fucking Carl Kennedy, Susan Smith Kennedy, fucking who else? Hendrix, let's ch- chuck him in there, get involved. Oh, Sheila. I don't know about him. No, he got involved. I mean, but he's doing it for his rent. We'll just put him to the side for a minute. Sheila, get in the bin. Shitizen. And I want to put in every goddamn ex-boss of Melanie's. Whatever. They can screw around on their wives. I don't give a shit. But don't fucking... And all of their staff and them for bad-mouthing Melanie in the workplace and to people that ring up randomly and... Oh, this is cute. What's this? That's where the um, commentators sit. Oh, we should sit there. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we can get in. That's adorable. It's like a little... If people could get in, definitely people would lose their virginity in there. Plus, we're not allowed to sit. Um, I could probably lose my secondary virginity in there. Yeah. Um, Dial someone up. That's really cute. It looks like a cubby house. (laughs) Okay. Treehouse. My old boss used to do that for Geelong Grandma. Like, lose his virginity. (laughs) And and now he does it for K-Rock. Oh, cute, cute, cute. So, okay. No. Yes. They can all... this is, it's been the most slut shamey series of events that I can remember. And for this to happen in the same episodes where we are celebrating the open mindedness of a polyamorous relationship, I am appalled. I'm appalled. So I agree with you on that. I'm just going to continue on <laughs> and say, Shittison, uh-huh. to whoever put in Toadie's. Amnesia, where he forgot that he had sex with someone on YouTube while his wife watched. <laughs> okay, it was Skype. YouTube is a different thing. And didn't give us at least a slip over and a fall and a hit on the head for that amnesia. <laughs> Nothing. And remember that she lied to him about her identity, but still. And no, I know that. But, like, he is so against the fact that he, that Melanie, you know, has been loose with monogamy. Yeah, she didn't right? even cheat, though. I she know. was a facilitator of loose monogamy. But uh, maybe, maybe he's triggered. Also, I'm putting, I forgot, he's about to be a citizen as well. Tony, get your citizen. Because also, yeah, he has been a boss that has dated mm. now three of his subordinates. One of them is Melanie. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Do Fuck you th- this shit. Fuck this pandemic. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Do you think that he has just realised that Melanie doesn't really like him? It's just that he was the boss. Yes. Because he mentions that at one point. He's like, what if we don't work together? Oh, my God. Okay, that was really cleansing. I really needed that. Thank you. Excellent. <sighs> okay, neighbours cancel business. Sweetie, it's just business. I would like to <laughs> thank Simone for joining the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. The only nice place on the internet as far as I'm concerned. Only one. Really is, actually. There's actually a Working Mums Facebook group that I'm in. That's, um, they still, good, they still good? Yeah, 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 good. But it's very specific. It's only Working Mums Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they just don't have any time to have a go at each other. <laughs> good, true, true. Simone listens to us every time an episode drops. Used to love Neighbours in the Kylie era. My 18-year-old son now loves it and we watch it together. Oh. Simone, you're living my dream. Imagine if baby Dr. Carl and I could curl up on the couch... In 17 years. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I imagine she's curled up on the couch with her adult son. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try and watch it with my son. He wants nothing to do with it. So, well done, <laughs> Simone. Well, baby Dr. Carl sways along to the music and, like, you know, dances along to the theme song. Yeah. So, that's as far as I could get at the moment. Actually, it's one of my threats when oh, yeah, my son yeah. won't go to bed. I say, I'm going to turn the vacuum cleaner on and, and put neighbours on. <laughs> and he'll just, he'll just go to bed. Oh. was that? What was that? A train. Yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering, who's going anywhere? <laughs> freight. Um, it's freight. Oh, freight, freight, freight. Also, a shout out to Laurie Liquid Amber on Twitter, 
who recommended a podcast to me. Oh. Because I've been dropping a few Gilmore Girls references lately on the pod. I think I'm going to do a rewatch because I really have been in that zone. Excuse I. Motorcycle? Yep. Laurie mentioned that Scott Patterson, Luke from Gilmore Girls, has a podcast. And at first I'm like, oh, he's not much of a talker. But he, well, he has guests on, so they can talk as well. And it's called I Am All In. I Am All In, one of Luke's key lines of dialogue. And it's all behind the scenes of Gilmore Girls and he's re well he's rewatching them episodes as set slash watching them for the first time and it's really fun I've just started listening to it and I enjoy it thank you for the recommendation Laurie also thank you to I'm going to forget to mention it later so I'm going to shout him out now Craig in the Neighbours Council has dropped a theory that David like that evil glare that he's doing like um, he's lost the plot a little bit mm. is possibly due to his evil kidney. Like, has he got Rob Rob's kidney? Right, okay. And I was having a rant about David in my kitchen earlier this evening so I was making a pilaf. That's what I think of when I make a pilaf. <laughs> David. Yeah, uh, I think of Edith Piaf. Edith Pilaf. I was ranting. I'm like, what is he doing? And my partner just went, remember it's his evil kidney. <laughs> so thank you, Craig. Also, patreon.com slash neighbourspod to catch up on our trimmings, our bonus excerpts of plots we cut out of this pod and we put over there. I'm going to... Skip it this week mm. because life is topsy-turvy in Melbourne town. Um, and I haven't uploaded last week's and I don't want to get behind because that'll be bad news bears. Yeah, two two things. But also, like, if you hop over there, yeah, we just did a little hello. Yes, Lens. It's like Insta Stories. And you don't have fleets anymore on Twitter. That was really funny. CJ, you don't do Twitter. And neither do I now. I deleted it from my phone. I mean, I still do Twitter. This is, God, I'm really manic tonight. What is happening? I'd like to know how many dyslexic people can't be on Twitter because it's just too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it's too fast for me. I can't do it. Well, it's just got too many feelings for me at the moment. So I've just had to um, delete the app off my phone. I'm still on it. But Fleets was like their answer to Insta stories. And, and how long were they? Like, I had literally never heard of them. Yeah, a few months. Like, this year they started and then they've they've gone because no one was using them. Right. So and Twi- I work in marketing. Yeah. Let's, let's be clear. Yeah. yeah. So, Twitter's like, well, let's just put them away. But then the most amazing thing happened, CJ, is on the last day that Fleets existed, mm. everyone started posting nudes. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure the internet will save these things. Somewhere. I know. Yeah, guys, screenshot. A lot of people were doing tasteful nudes. I put the bum cake picture up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a few, like Kate sent me a few choice. Anytime Neighbours has had nudity, Kate slung me a few screenshots and I put them up. But it was just a really lovely day on the internet. Just people's, people's asses. Um, anyway. So she's doing business with you. CJ, how are you enjoying our four episodes a week in Australia? Oh, well, I mean, I was a bit, a bit disappointed because on Friday night I'm like, no Neighbours. <laughs> Look at you watching them on the right day. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of 20 minutes before we record. Well, I'm working full time now, so I expect something given to me every day. <laughs> um, look, I think it's great because we have to catch up somehow. So I'm really yeah. glad that Australian neighbours have found a way to get a bit closer. And you know what's, what I noticed on Monday is that they haven't updated the end title. So usually on a Friday, um, we don't get... I always look for the writing credit and on a Friday typically it doesn't start with the writer credit, the writer and um, oh. script, yeah, the script writer credit. It happens at the end. Usually they list the full cast and crew credits, which goes for a little bit longer, an extra little verse of Bonnie Anderson. Right. Um, and I noticed that that fell on the Monday, which means that technically we're not watch. we're still watching a planned like Friday cliffhanger on a Monday. So uh, what, what I can gather from what I'm seeing, we're not seeing. <laughs> they haven't adjusted their production on screen yet. Like we're still seeing it as if it was meant to roll out on a Friday. You know what I think is excellent about your Kate and yourself, <laughs> and and I know the listeners really appreciate this too. This level of detail that just completely flies over my head. But look, there's so many people out there that go above and beyond with the detail. That there's detail I don't that we miss all the time. For example, Mr. I don't G- think there's ever detail Kate misses. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she and I both missed one last week. We discussed it during the week. But to Mr. Gilmore on Twitter pointed out that Toby, cousin Toby, useless cousin Toby in Queensland, who um, oh the one who completely ruined everything, yeah, who for, didn't thanks Toby, yeah, who almost snared Nicolette then let her go. What a name for it too, Toby. There's the plane. Your child's not here, babe, for you to point it out. Yeah. I reckon that's like an angel flight. Oh. 
Yeah, it's Royal Doctor Service right there. Don't scream into the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. You've got to do off mic. It's Australia. <laughs> well, Mr Gilmore on Twitter pointed out that that could possibly be a shout out to Toby Mangle that Nicolette was fleeing to see, oh. who was a character in the 80s, eight, like 88 to 93 or something. Essendon mm. Premiership here. <laughs> he was one of Joe Mangle's kids. So we do miss things, and that's why we're a community, because people always pick up the slack. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot on Neighbours. No one person or even three people can put it all in their heads, really. No, no, no. Except the perfect blend. The perfect blend, yeah. God love them. CJ, why is there so much much transport near your house? Well, I live near an airport. But also, there's, there's motorbikes, there's planes, trains and automobiles. Well, it's just, we're the hub of action. Jesus. Yeah. Who is all these people flying? I oh. want to fly somewhere. No, these are these are emergency flights. So oh. we've had the Royal Doctor Service. I mean, sometimes they're private planes. Oh God! Like I've seen Britney Spears at the airport. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I wish I'd love to see her now. Katie Holmes, I've seen, and oh. I saw her in New York too. Siri looked at me. Oh, did really? Yep. She looked at me like every young girl does. Like, Mum, her hair's pink. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> the best. If anyone's seen an update, my hair is no longer just pink. Oh yeah, CJ, the hot best mum on Instagram. What is the technical term you gave me? It is a colour melt. Colour melt? Look at the age we live in. Yep. And just to be clear, I did not know. I said, you know when the colours go into each other, that thing? (laughs) And my hairdresser said, yeah, a colour melt. So it's pink, purple and blue. Yeah. Beautiful. I got my hair done the other day too, to go out for my birthday. And then we... (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. And now we're in a football oval. Um, so let's discuss while we're on it. We've got to get, should we do the Melanie stuff? Yeah. For a couple of ladies of our age, mm. this particular issue is probably the biggest of the week. Yeah. With, okay, Melanie Pearson, return heter- heritage character. I actually, this was giving me some kind of satin return, this storyline, because I was thinking about when I was in my 20s working at a particular media organisation there were, I'll bring up an example coming up just to sort of side with Melanie a bit here. But, yeah, I was getting some flashbacks and I was hoping for more. I was, I was really holding out hope that Melanie would not be thrown under the bus the way she has been. Mm. So, Carl and Susan have been digging up dirt and everyone kept blaming just Susan. I'm like, excuse me, this was a coup's endeavour. I want to talk about why they're blaming just Susan. Mm. So I feel it's quite Freudian to blame the mother because Melanie is the new woman and Susan's basically her mother-in-law. You know, there's this Freudian film theory where basically the new woman has to kill the mother (laughs) and I think that's kind of what she's doing. She's saying, I am the person you trust, not this woman. And let's face it. All of the people around Susan are not as smart as she is. No. Especially not bloody Carl. So, um, the, earlier in the week, everyone's in a tiz because they don't want Melanie to find out who of them was gossiping and who was digging dirt. And I'm like, oh, just cry me a river, you guys. Like, And let's be clear. They were given a small amount of information mm. about Melanie's past mm. And they did gossip up the woozer. And they did investigative reporting. Like, this is fully, this is why I think Susan needs to go back to Erinsborough News or whatever, West Waratah Star, because she was fully investigative reporting. She went and dug up a source and had a meeting with Anna Buke. Blech. Yeah, got all this extra intel under the guise of recruiting for staff. It's, it's very unethical if she was a journalist. And, it, and then later, M- Mackenzie ringing up all these other law firms to ask about the private life, the love life. I know about the affairs, Melanie, not just Justin Buke. Who has been filling your head with malicious gossip? My friend from uni told me about Michael Cousins. Then I called all the firms that you didn't want on your CV. You had affairs at all of them. A lot of them ended badly as well. Well, you can't just believe what some receptionist says. And why is any of this your business? I know you when you ring referees, your job references, they're supposed to... What was the job? Just like an EA or a paralegal. I don't know. Yeah. Assistant For Toby? Like, why did Susan do the reference check? Like, it's weird, right? She didn't. What? 
Because that's what she was doing. She was basically doing a reference check. No, she in- invented, she fabricated that Melanie was going for a, um, like a receptionist job at the school. Oh, okay. She completely lied to this woman. And this poor woman's there. Do you want me to talk about your MS? Actually, this poor woman, she can get in the bin as well because, oh, nah. My husband, you came after my, oh, fuck off. He's got his own wang, all right? Like he put it where he put it. Yeah. And we found out later in the week that he's maybe a bit unkosher from the university gossip. In what way? Oh, the university student that Mackenzie sat down with. No, there's a different man. Oh, really? Yep. This is the whole thing. Oh, so, no. So. I'm slut shaming Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happens is, it is confirmed, uh, Melanie did have an affair with Justin Buke, Justin Buke, Justin Buke. They can't say his, they have to say his full name at all times. I'll get to the rest of it in a second, but he told her he wasn't married. Now, yes. I'm, I'm still, even if he did say to her, hey, I'm married, let's hook up. Like, that's still their prerogative, their choices, like, whatever. Like, um, Melanie's her own woman. She can make whatever decision she wants to make. So, at the time, she said he didn't – he told me he wasn't – I need to slow down. Whew. He told me he wasn't married, okay? Mm. Now, I have been in a very similar situation <laughs> to Melanie Pearson. Again, back in my roaring 20s. Little old me, working in a very low rung of a media organisation. I was quite new to this company and we were having office drinks. Not office drinks, like workplace, what is it? After work drinks. Knock off drinks. Knock off drinks. I forgot how to do anything. I forgot what people do in normal society. (laughs) And I was excited. I hadn't been to many of these. And I was talking to some people in a department that I really wanted to work in one day. Mm. And one of the gents from that department hung back and was talking to me and he was drunk and I probably was too and I don't remember a lot of what happened (laughs) of what was said what was said but I know that so I must have been drunk but somewhere in that conversation I said don't you have a girlfriend and he said something like it doesn't matter or don't worry about it or something like that anyway we made out and um, the next day, this is an amazing story. The next day, I've told it on stage before in comedy, so it's not like, you don't have the scoop, guys, calm down. Um, the next day, because it was like Thursday night drinks, Friday morning, team meeting, all staff team meeting. I am not in the meeting because I'm at front desk, right? Mm-hmm. So I hear blah, 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 this gent's name and a big eruption of applause. Oh, no. And I'm like, what's going on, right? Congratulations, person's name, on just getting engaged. (gasps) Oh, no. He has made out with me and offered more, like wanted to share a cab and go somewhere. And I was like, never take them to a single location, Oprah. (laughs) It was a good hunch there. (laughs) And then he went home and proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, man. So he had the ring on him. He could have proposed to you. (laughs) Or maybe it was, I might have been, I might be contracting the timeline a little bit. I think maybe it was like the next day or maybe it was like, but I remember it was a Friday time. I wonder if it was a, um, a guilt proposal. Well, yeah. Anyway, they're not together anymore. That's good. He later got together with someone else in our company. But, uh, the point is, is that we are each our own agents. I didn't, if I were to follow Melanie's logic here, like, you know, she could have come barreling in to me and said, you're a homewrecker, you know. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. He's, he said some drunken words. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But, uh, I mean, I tend to think that in real life, most women blame their partner. But on Neighbours, it's the other way around. Yeah, on most fiction. Yeah. It's like, you're a homewrecker, you broke yeah. up my marriage. Whatever. And also, right, because I'm no angel, so... I'm not going to say it didn't happen again while he was still engaged, okay? But like that's my call. That was my call and his call. The point is, I'm Team Melanie, okay? When you've got needs, people are around, and you make decisions. My only yeah argument with this yeah coming from the married woman point of view <laughs> yeah 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 that and I haven't been in this situation. To my knowledge. Yeah. But if the woman knows you, yep. 
then I think it's a crime, woman-on-woman crime. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this person from a bar of soap. Exactly. And I mean, like, it's not like even if you did, people don't have crimes. Everyone has crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got skeletons. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, no one would make fiction. Otherwise, nothing would ever happen. I mean, it would be boring. It'd just be a whole lot of people standing a metre and a half apart wearing masks properly. Yeah, it'd be, it would be the neutral planet from Futurama. Nothing would happen. Exactly. People have faults and, you know. Like yeah, skeletons. But my point is, yeah. is that an EA yeah. knows the wife personally? Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, right, taking messages and yeah, putting things talk, in the calendar. Probably buys her a birthday presents. But I still don't think there's any ill will there. No, but I mean, we learnt she has form. <laughs> wow, okay, yes. So, th- they kind of gloss over, the, I thought the real issue was going to be the stalker charges, which Toadie does stop down and say, what is happening? Stalking and a restraining order, they are serious. Justin pretended he had no idea what I was doing there and I must have followed him. Uh, what about the prawns? Not my finest hour. But Anna was going around telling everyone that I was a nutcase and it hurt. So I decided to show her what crazy really looked like. And I want that to be the real issue. Yeah, me too. Because we have so many issues with restraining orders meaning nothing yes. in the legal system. So, And they're not even called restraining issues. Mm. They're called AVOs. Yeah. But so often they're not treated as seriously as they should be by the law and by the, you know. And the reason they're not treated that seriously is that they are quite common. Yeah. The reason they're quite common is because there's shit people everywhere. Shit bags, a go-go. Yeah. It's not as common for it to be a woman. And for for, for there to be shellfish involved. Yes. Um, I was going to ask if there was shellfish in your story. No, no. I did um, run into the... (sighs) The missus <laughs> one day in the um, the uh, building. And, and he threw some gluten at her. Gave her some free CDs. Of course. I mean, I worked in media at that time and free CDs were basically money. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> I got paid in CDs for years. What do you like? Do you like Powderfinger? <laughs> uh, the Travelling Wilburys? Might have been able to give her a free ticket to a rooftop con- concert <laughs> too. Um, anyway, the point is... I was no look. I was no Melanie, and even if I was, more power to me. Yeah, I knew. I knew some Melanies. They had a great old time in the sack. And the thing is, is that if you know what you want, and you go after it, that's fine. And everyone's consenting. Because also, okay, so it comes out. Mel, uh, what's her name? Mackenzie's in a study session with uni student, and uni student says, "Sorry, I was running late. I'm just at this law firm." And how much is she like the worst? The student. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh God, my life's just so good." Yeah, I'm at this really good law firm and I found out that the guy had an affair with his EA and I don't know why she's bringing this up. And Paul McKenzie's like, oh, so tell me about this city firm. I work at Rebecca Law in the shopping centre. Because I have to because I can't afford the rent. I can't afford rent. So she says this, this woman with a seal laugh was doing the dirty with the boss and his name is Michael Cousins. Oh, see, I missed that bit. Yeah. Hmm. So, Mackenzie, Spidey senses tingling, starts ringing everyone on the, you know, resume drop list, all the law firms. Oh, no. Just to poke around to see if Melanie was screwing around with any other bosses. And there was like, Melanie tried to list them later and she ran out of fingers. It was at least a dozen dudes. Oh, God. Now, this actually reminds me of something that Kate sent me. (laughs) Yes. Kate was on on the Twitter. And she saw Mark on Twitter mentioned, I feel the manager of the Herald's role is becoming a bit random. Nicolette can't cook. Ned doesn't have any experience. Can't we just cut to the chase and have a character like Melanie run it? Ooh, fun. Nay tweets jumped up and said, Ned's probably the worst choice. Yes, Jane. <laughs> Ned's already fucking, fucking in the back kitchen. I know. Oh, that's a long held tradition, that place. Yeah, yeah. Jane or Melanie would be great and give the coffee shop a great sense of community. Jane, that's a sweet idea, but I, I like Jane where she is at the school, particularly now that I've got Susan back over in her old journalism role. And you know what I like, though? Melanie doing it. Sense of community. And who would be her boss? The old dipster. Oh. She'd come back and have a bit of a 
a bit of time with Melanie. Fantastic. And that'd be good. And also, Melanie's talked about food before. She's made empanadas. So already she can do more than Ned can do. I think Melanie is, she. she's a chameleon. She could do anything she put her mind to. So, yeah, she's rooted a dozen bosses. And Toadie now, toadier than thou, takes umbrage with the mm. fact that, look, I'm not judging you for sleeping with married men. Okay, aren't you, Jared? But I'm judging you for sl- screwing with your bosses. Now, I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. But I thought the whole problem with the I thought the whole issue turned up by the Me Too movement was that the bosses shouldn't be taking advantage of their employees. It's a power dynamic. You're not supposed to reprimand the employee mm. for getting taken in by the boss. Yeah, I guess to- Toadie's point of view is that like she seduced seduced him, oh. so he's like she must have seduced everybody. <laughs> Yeah, because like... No agency toadie. She's just crawling around under desks and whatever wang she finds under there, whoops-a-daisy. Yeah, his wasn't special at all. (sighs) This whole thing makes me so angry. Well... I don't know. Please reach out. I know that I'm... I was not... I just... I don't understand what are they trying to do to Melanie. I was not outraged by this character development. I wasn't... As in, I I was on Melanie's side. Is anyone not on Melanie's side? Please... Message us on the Neighbours Council. Email neighbourspod at gmail.com. See, I like the storyline of Melanie having trouble getting work. Yeah. It's difficult for people basically who don't fit into, mm. you know, 28 and blonde yeah. to find a job in a lot of industries. Yeah. And so I like her having to discover what, you know, where can mm. she work? What can she do? And what then, does she feel passionate about? That a teenager has to help her with her resume and all that stuff. And Yeah. Yeah. Because the teenager knows the computers, although Melanie's an assistant, so she probably knows everything yeah. about computers and desktoping. But anyway, um, but Mackenzie's got her Canva file, and, <laughs> and then so Mackenzie emails the CV yeah. with um, the the Buke refer- reference on there that Melanie explicitly told her not to use, and she sent it out to everyone. And now Doctor Buke, his wife, got wind of it and came and attacked. Melanie in the street at the front of a recce law, like, how dare you interview with our lives again, you villainous woman. Yeah, and they slapped a scarlet letter on her and yeah, then that was that's it. it. I just completely dumbfounded that we are at scarlet letter territory when the thruple's happening down the street. But, yeah, I don't think it had to be this. What else could have it been, Vale? Well, as you said, it could have been the, st- the stalker charges. Yep. Like, that could have been the issue Toadie took. And she said, look... I was trying to have a go at her. I did the prawn thing. I was trying to be funny. Like Sheila. I just casually put a goat's head or whatever, a pig's head on a woman. In a Jewish like, vegan's lunch. Yeah, like do not judge me. <laughs> so I can see how that would. So then Toadie was in this big feud with the coos. Like how dare you interfere with my life. Maybe you should stop being involved in my life anymore. Yeah. And then he suddenly goes rushing over to them when he finds out Melanie's bedded a dozen men. Yeah. He's like, oh, mummy Suze, give me the biscuits. Toadie has bedded plenty of people. Oh. Like, not that it's a competition, but, I mean. And he was like, you told me you haven't s- had anything serious since Joe. She's like, well, I haven't. These were rolls in the hay. Yeah. <laughs> These meant nothing to me, just like you. Like, I have not ever been on any dating apps like Tinder or whatever, but can, I can only imagine what's going on in those circles. Do you know that Tinder, the paid version, costs over $40 a month? Oh, my God. There must be some good people on there. I should tell my sister to pay. Yeah, my hairstylist just reactivated his membership. Oh. My hairdresser's not going to come up in her feet. No. Any other words, CJ? I'm about to keel over from ra- rage walking. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, when you said you wanted to rage walk, I'm like, literally, rage has never caused me to exercise ever. <laughs> I don't think it has for me either, but I also have been cleaning for 48 hours, so it's weird times. Who I'm going to take my jacket off. Yeah, Final melody words from CJ while I take my jacket off. Um, I'm keen to see what happens. Toadie, we have seen over the last six months, he has a situation occur and then he does a little bit of self-evaluation afterwards and comes back to Melody and says, oh, you know, whatever it is. So I'm hoping he comes back and mm. said, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like I reacted. I acted like a knob. Yeah. I shouldn't have. Please keep being my assistant while I bang you. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they just need to accept that they're going to work together because... Yeah. 
there's no law firms left that yeah. Melanie hasn't had a mm. role in the hay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she can go work at Harold's. But uh, glass yeah. houses. Glass houses, Ramsey Street. Glass fucking houses. Yeah, everyone. And also, when you say glass houses, like of all couples to have taken this to a head, Susan Carl. <sighs> They have their own sex glass house, literally. I loved it. I loved it because Susan's like, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. And then how um, Toadie brings that up too. It's like, oh, okay, thanks guys for judging the... <sighs> okay, I've, I've ranted enough about that. Literally all the houses on that street are just made of glass. So let's go back to over a few doors where we are living in a utopian, open-minded society. Now, I want to say... Congratulations to, I guess it's the producers that come up with this stuff, right? Yeah. Script producers. Yeah. yeah. Now, we often hear people being like, oh, I used to watch Neighbours way back when. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it still on? Mm-hmm. I got a text message this week mm. from someone I know who doesn't watch Neighbours but sometimes listens to our podcast. Oh, beautiful. She sent me a message and said, I see that Amy's back and she's in a thruple. <laughs> and so That's she, good marketing, Neighbours. It I'm... is good marketing. So to use a heritage character... That is from, you know, a time when the people are like our age. Yeah, they used to watch yeah, it in yeah. their teens, they're in their 30s, maybe 40s. Yep. And they're like, oh, I remember her. I liked her. Yep. Because all women liked her. Yeah. I think a lot of men probably did. She was fun. And yeah. she, she went out with a nerd. And as a nerd in high school, I commended that. Yeah. And I was a fleshy girl that liked a nerd. Yeah. So I saw myself in her. <laughs> so um, I think that was an excellent Excellent hook yeah. for other people to come back in. Get them back neighbors. in and get them straight into the polyamory. So Kate yeah. and I left off last week's pod trying to estimate how many minutes this group of people would have entertained the idea of polyamory. Hmm. And Kate suggested about 30 seconds. I suggested about 15 minutes. And hmm. it looks like I was right on the Monday. They did consider it. Ned says, what about a thruple? No one can decide. No one wants to stop dating you. Me and Levi like having beers. I have a question for you. So the definition is that the swords don't cross. Yes. Yep. But they're both in a that, Okay. So yeah, that would be a thruple. The, a, an actual thruple would be if um, the other two, Led and, Led and Levi, Ned and Levi <laughs> were mm. also um, intimate. Okay. Yeah. All right. But this is polyamory. Yeah. So she's in a serious relationship yep. with both of them. She keeps saying, so I would have two boyfriends. Can you not say it like you're going for to your sweet 16th? Yeah. I'm going to have two boyfriends so amy talks it over with all her mates and she's like you know i'm open-minded yeah but i think this is a bit it's a bridge too far for me yeah and i think that's fine but in the definition of polyamory wasn't she kind of because like i'm thinking like every relationship has like its looser starts right like Mm. the dating period like you don't go into a monogamous or polyamorous relationship straight away you've got to court them yeah i mean yeah unless you're Completely single, not even on the dating apps. Mm. Like, because even if you're on dating apps, you're still open up, opened up to other possibilities. Yeah, and so I just feel like they were already in a tryst of the polyamorous shape. Yeah, because she says, "I just wanted to go back to normal, where I go out with him, and then I go out with the other one, and then no one's weird." <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to happen because they both want to date you forever. She tries to go out with Levi again and it's a dud date. Yeah. I mean, not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. And Roxy and Coyle are watching it be dud, duddy. Yeah. And it's at her workplace. So it's like, why? <laughs> and it's not like abseiling or any of the other cool stuff she did last month. It's yeah. just sitting down and having a drink. Because these boys are like, we've spent all of our money. It's like when they come out of the bachelor mansion and they've just got to go to have coffee. And they're like, <laughs> oh, that's right. We don't have anything to say to each other. We're not going in a helicopter. <laughs> So, which, um, what are your political leanings? Oh, ooh, <laughs> maybe not. Should have discussed that in the hot tub. Yeah. Um, so, Amy's like, oh, maybe, maybe if I get the spark back to do that, we need to be polyamorous. Weird logic, for sure. Yeah. I I'm, I'm all for different, you know, ways of life, mm-hmm. being on Neighbours. Yeah. But I kind of would have liked to throuple more. Me too. Ned Willis, bisexual king, as yeah. I mentioned last week. I there's another there's a great show on ABC in Australia called You Can't Ask That, yeah. and they they um explore different taboos and or marginalised communities, and then they ask all the frequently asked questions to them, and they hit back. And there is a poly episode. I'll try and find a segment or put it in the council. It was fascinating. There was a really hilarious 
um, group, a woman and two men who were in a relationship and they had a son as well. It was hilarious because she was definitely the queen bee and ruling that roost. And I could definitely see Amy in her. But they come back and go, let's do it. What else have we got to lose? Yeah. And I mean, they don't because they were at the point where Amy was going to have to choose which one of them she wanted to date. And, and I she th- would not choose. But also, do you blame her? Because they both provide different things to her. <laughs> How is she going to oh pick? Oh my God. What an amazing scene that we got with young Scarlett Anderson coming into her own as a thespian, as Nellie Fish Rebecca. Oh, you mean pancakes S- and spaghetti? Scene of the week. <laughs> scene of her career, apart from the Melanie impression she got to do earlier in the year. Sitting down at the waterhole and Amy's taking them to brunch. Brunch. Not only does young Nellie... They talk about intuitive eating. Like, she wants for p- brunch pancakes and spaghetti. Hmm. Nelly, what'll it be? Pancakes and spaghetti. Two meals at the same time. I think you should pick one. I want both. But which one do you like better? I like them both for different reasons. What if people think you're a guts? I don't care. Last week when Melbourne opened up between lockdowns... You know what that's being called. You don't know because you've not, you're not online. No. Well, it was called a snap opening up. And now things are back to normal. I think there's some characters on Neighbours that know what a snap opening up is. <laughs> I had carbonara at 9.30am because I was like, what is life? Give me that pasta at 9.30 for brunch. Barkeep. And so, Nellie Fish, Rebecca, girl after my own heart, pancakes and spaghetti. And Amy's like, this kid, she speaks the truth. Yeah. And so... Why not have both? Pocuala de los dos. And Amy orders them. And then she orders them. Yeah. <laughs> Pancakes. Spaghetti. Get over here. Who's pancake and who's spaghetti? <laughs> See, Levi, you can make a good uh, protein pancake. Yeah, you can't, you can't make a good carb-free spaghetti because yeah. it involves zucchinis and I'm against that. Yeah, or zucchinis or um, like a mushroom pasta. I love mushrooms and I love zucchinis, but I do not want them to stand in for pasta. I would prefer a protein pancake. Yeah, so yeah. Levi's pancakes and Ned is the spaghetti hearty pasta yeah. dish. Well done. No one's got a problem with it. Roxy's like, what a wonderful modern world. There is somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Levi's grandmother. Sheila. Sheila. Nan. She is not into it. I mean... She's not into any form of it. So Sheila is against Levi dating Amy. She's against Amy dating Ned at the same time, and she's against them cementing it into a relationship of any kind. I mean, how long are you going to keep this going for? And they're like, ages. (laughs) This is great. I got Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, what are the rules? Because I kind of, I was trying to, I was trying to make my son his pancakes and spaghetti. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think they're they're still bouncing that around. They're not really sure. They were like, are we going to take days? What I really want to know, is Amy going to have a day to herself? Yeah. Well, also there was a day where she had toady. She had housemate time. Yes. (laughs) And like she takes these kids out for brunch. (laughs) Like I hope, I really need my time alone. I really hope she gets some time alone. Yeah. Like you know when um, they tell boring straight couples to um, pencil in date night? Yeah. She's got to pencil in me time. Yeah. The only rule they kind of agreed on is like no kiss and tell. Do we need like a roster? Or something like I see Amy one week and then you see her the next. Yeah, or we have a specific day. Uh, as long as we're not too um, strict about it, like we've got to remain flexible. Yes, and have a no kiss and tell policy. Yeah, and if things get competitive, this whole thing is off. She's not allowed to go back to Levi and be like, Ned and I did it in the cool room. Or not like, I really like it this way, I did it this way on Tuesday. Even, yeah. Especially that. Correct. Look, I'm, I'm keen to see where it goes and like how long can it be a relationship for? I want Roxy to suggest it to Coyle and for him to freak out. Well, <laughs> Roxy seems excited by yeah, the idea. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Lo- welcome to who, our new... Who could be in the relationship with Roxy and Kyle? Leo. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could get a girl involved. Yeah, but I would like Leo and Roxy to be together a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just as we talked about it. A few times, so it was a top of mind. See, it wouldn't end up a thruple or a polyamory because Kyle would just not be, like, of interest. No. Yeah. It would be, like, he's like, okay, let's do it. And then Roxy's away she goes and Kyle's at home Yeah, it's the classic Xbox. Um, threesome movie scene where yes, one yes. person just gets dropped off. Yep. Yes. Um, oh, is that your car? No. No, our car's not It's just there. somebody coming in to record their I Home get- and Away podcast. <laughs> 
Um, we should exchange business cards um, slash get business cards printed. Great. More power to the thruple. Love them. I don't have a thruple name for them though. Ned, Levi, Amy, Navami. Uh, it has to be an Amy. Lamevi. Le? Like a French word. Le. Le. Nemevi. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll yeah. take it offline. I, I think we should not have the dys- dyslexic girl involved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's make it something easy to spell. And... I want to briefly touch on this because I think when I get Kate back on, we'll have more to say about the David stuff. But because a lot of what happened this week, Kate and I kind of covered off thinking it wouldn't happen. So in the last pod, we sort of dismissed the idea of him interfering with Nicolette's patient records. Yeah. Because Kate was like, spoke to her husband who works in hospitals. He was like, well, it wouldn't happen for X, Y, Z reason. And also Nicolette worked there. And she already had people prying in her business. She would have... She would have had like a block profile. She would have shut that shit down. Yeah, like when I worked at Foxtel and celebrities had a block profile. So David is a mess, okay? I want to preface this for the fact that I feel terrible for David Mm. and I know that I'm like the only one is devastated for him so much. No, Kate is too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's terrifying what he's going through, what they're all going through other than Paul. Yeah, also he hasn't slept and I really feel that. Like, you become a different being. You do. He is a doctor and they are trained at that. Yes. So there's that. But secondly, he has had that tea. We've talked about it on the council. Mm. He's had some tea that's ignited his kidneys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, brother, he, Rob, Rob Kidney David is making these decisions. Yeah. And interestingly so, the tea that made... Nicolette's sleep is keeping him awake, mm. which is very interesting. Yeah, fascinating. Very interesting. Anyway, so David is called into work. Now, he's on stress leave. He's on don't be a fuckhead leave. Yeah. And he is called into work, which I think is so inappropriate. Yeah. Don't call someone who could be a, da- a danger to patients. No. And it's not like they're calling him saying, look, the COVID ward is full. <laughs> we need you. No, it wasn't full at this point. No. There was no COVID then. <laughs> And they also called Carlin. So they're calling anyone in mm. that could harm patients, really. <laughs> I'm surprised um, they didn't call Nicolette back. Yeah. She's, been, she's been stricken from the, the nursing ner- world. Nurses often get taken their career. I feel like it's happened before on Neighbours as well. I'm so incensed that Nicolette can't be a nurse anymore when she's an amazing nurse. And bloody useless David, who writes prescriptions for his husband and um, now pokes around in whoever's business on file... So he, he goes, and harasses his colleagues. He goes into the fire and he plans it. Let's be honest. He was talking to his dad before yeah. and he planned to do this. And Paul's like, no, wait, stop, don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, you know you'd do it. And Paul's like, I loved what Paul said. He said, it doesn't make it right. If yeah. I would do it, it makes it wrong or something. <laughs> I mean, Paul wants his son to be a doctor. Mm. Like he is committed to that. Yeah. Anyway, so he jumps into the file and he writes the shittest note ever. It's like, oh. Dr. Tanaka must be contacted straight away immediately after this woman gives birth. He may as well have handwritten it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Naka. And Carl sees him looking shifty yeah. uh, next to the communion monitor and he's like, I'm going to have to have a look at the screen. He says, turn, move to the side, young man. Let me see this screen. And I feel like Carl has done something crap like this before. Yeah, he knows what he's looking for. Yeah. And so there we go. He puts David in the car and drives him home, parks over the driveway, which I thought was very odd. Mm. Really? You know, you have trouble suspending disbelief. I was sitting there being like, you can't park there. That's a driveway. That's a road rule you've just broken. And so how's this for the boys club though? Doctors looking out for each other. Like now I just saw you breaching patient confidentiality. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. This is just, this is just between us. Yeah. Although I actually thought it was realistic. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, David is going through hell. And it is actually realistic for Melanie to get slut-shamed. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Carl has some experience of being separated from his child mm. with um, the, the one that's in England. Oh, yeah, Holly, yeah, yeah. And didn't he not only find out about Holly, like, as coming out? I don't know. I can't remember. But I'm just saying, like, he has some experience mm. at the way David mm. feels a little bit. The other thing that Kate and I got excited about is John Wong. He has come through with the goods. What is this lead he has turned up, CJ? Off to Canberra. Nicolette is, is in the nation's capital. She is. And she is with boring Audrey. 
Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, so the photo has Audrey in it with oh. a woman with red hair. Oh. I mean, I don't think anyone says it's Audrey, but like you can sort of see right. the curl in her hair and like the other characteristics. But Toadie rang Audrey. Did yeah. she lie to Toadie or did she? She lied to Toadie. <gasps> oh, finally, Audrey gets interesting. Yep. And, and now we also know why Audrey existed. Great. Yep. You Good. Know? Yep. Which is great. I love when we find out why someone, why we had to go through something. Yes. You know, why did we endure this? So I have seen a a preview for next week, which is on the socials. Paul puts a trench coat on. Oh my God. And heads to Parliament. CJ, someone's just written fan fiction and faxed it to CJ. Yeah. Like this was stolen directly from my special dreams. (laughs) Wow. Paul in Parliament. Yeah. I mean, the halls of honour of sexual assault, really. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where Paul belongs. Can you, I don't know where what's going to happen next week in terms of where we're going to be emotionally and physically. So, How, yeah. However we podcast, can you just promise me to voice memo, send me a voice memo of your reaction to Paul in Canberra? Yep. If you're not on as well. So we've done Citizen and Citizen, so what a week. This has really bucked me up. I really needed to get out of the house yeah. and go for – how many laps do you reckon we did of this football oval? Four. Did you count? I, I feel like we did four. Oh. I didn't count. I don't have a pedometer or whatever, so can you tell me from your watch later how many steps we did? Yeah, so I'm, I'm willing to say 3,000 steps. Is that all? I feel like I'm going to pass out. I reckon probably even maybe three and a half. That's a lot of steps. I feel like I've done like 25,000. That's a third of the day. I have long legs also. Okay, thank you for this. This has been a treat, Catherine Jones. Check out episode notes for where to find us online. And if you like this, you can do two things. You can tell someone on the internet by making a review, rate and review us. But also, if you know someone that watches Neighbours or even doesn't but used to, why don't they join us on our ride? If, like, someone from Jacinta's era, the Stapleton years, get them back. Ring them up and say, Jacinta Stapleton is back on Neighbours. She is as fun as she ever was as Amy and she is dating two men and they're okay with it. And listen to Neighbours. Thank you for listening. CJ, thank you for walking with me. Thank you. Bye. Bye.